And that's exactly, you know, what uh, Will's talking about. Jerking that's, off dog. Sexual acts with an animal. Oh, I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for the dog. Oh, it's very kind of you. I know. I, well, you know, I can give him a treat by mouth, or I can give him a treat at the dog park. At the dog park. <laughs> Baby, at the dog and ladies park. and gentlemen, this is why Will is banned from dog parks. Oh, the problem was I would get dressed up as the puppy and run around the dog park. That was that was actually a problem. It wasn't and had nothing to do with my uh, with my treatment of the animals there. It was just like. <laughs> I put on the uh, I put on the collar and uh, stuck a tail up me, <laughs> and then uh, and then go do a couple laps. <laughs> Funny thing was, the dogs would join me, and that's why the owners would get pissed. They'd be like, "Stop, stop! We, our dogs it's get enough cardio." Only because you your crotch with dog pheromones. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call peanut butter a dog pheromone. But <laughs> they sure do like the treat. And there that joke was. <laughs> the hell are you doing over there, man? I know we're all just we're all just getting to know each other. We're all just sniffing each other, getting to know one another. It's they cool. seem to enjoy Jif the most. <laughs> They're not partial to Skippy. <laughs> Welcome to the Zay vs. Poison podcast, the Rated R podcast dedicated to gaming, general geekery, and enduring sobriety in an ever-maddening society. I am your host, my name is Will, with me this week is a man that once filed FMLA after he sprained his thumbs during a 42-hour Dark Souls marathon. He's my friend Danny. They weren't so much sprained as they were just swollen. I just like... For a man that that works out those muscles as much as you do, I, I was amazed that uh, you didn't know to you know creatinine and uh, vitamin I those some bitches. <laughs> I didn't want to get that creatine booty. <laughs> He's just twerking with his hands. He does jazz hands, and I swear to God, I get an erection. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> Joining us as well, he's got a lower back tattoo of Danny's beautiful face. He's our friend Tiki. Yeah, hey guys. That's just yeah. This is why he quit drinking. I just, yeah, <laughs> that was that was the time. He was. <laughs> that he was, was the fuck you. He was stone back. sober it's, it's for just, that. It just gives it just gives all the guys uh, somewhere to shoot it whenever they uh, whenever they I get done talking. I just I I I see you, Tiki, talking to the tattoo artist. Just yeah, you know the see this guy over here with a shit eating grin. Can you just put that like right above my butt crack, please? It'd be great. That's to shave him. Yeah, they'd have to shave me first on that one for sure. But <laughs> there they are. <laughs> Our very first use of sound effects, everybody. Are you proud? Of this? Oh yeah, we have a time. we have an effects budget now. <laughs> Two yep. cents. Yeah. That's right. Uh, we have uh, we have made a grand total of three dollars and sixty five cents. We can now we no <laughs> we no longer have to eat that chalupa, <laughs> uh, in the style of Lady and the Tramp. 
<laughs> which is so much better because it used to be a threesome trying to do that. That's awkward. <laughs> Danny and I's beard hair is getting tangled and Tiki's nose hairs. Like, somebody's got to trim something back. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Oops. Technical difficulty with our ones. Yeah, you can't do. <laughs> you can't overdo sound. that. No, we can't overdo it. It's a once or can't twice overdo a, it. an episode. That's all we can we can do with that. So yeah, ah, uh, I know that's a that's a that's a pretty good week. Uh, uh, last week I had one procedure that I had to go do. Um, that I had to do for unfortunately for free, but. This is a a person that needed something reconstructive done, and it's hard to say no to a surgeon when they're like, please, sir, won't you come out and help someone who really could use your help? Especially when they're not English. It just makes it all the more sad and Oliver Twisty. <laughs> Plus, the guy is shorter than I am. <laughs> and you wonder why he's talking in a bad English accent. Yeah, he, he knows yeah. I'm a sucker for... Uh, uh, Dickensian uh, literature, I guess. I don't know, but you know, uh, pretty pretty chill week. Um, didn't I? I took a bunch of call. I had some overnight call stuff. Uh, my wife and kids went up to the mountains uh, over the weekend, and I got to basically spend a ton of time with somebody I really love. Me, John Stamos. Oh. I mean, there, there was a picture, and there may have been a Buffalo Bill moment. He <laughs> <laughs> did the old testy tuck. This is going to be like one of those moments where the California Highway Patrol is like talking to John Samos, and they're like, so this guy from Colorado wanted to cut your skin off and wear it, and then run around and do yogurt commercials. But he doesn't have a budget for it, so he basically just printed out a picture of you, cut out the eye holes, and pasted it to his own face, and tucked it back, and slathered himself in that Greek yogurt, that, that sweet, sweet unflavored Greek yogurt. Mm. I'd stamos me. I, <laughs> I'd stamos me so hard. <laughs> what, what is that, like, like, what does stamosing mean? Like, I'd give myself a mullet and wear a, a, just, a no, black leather just... jacket? Uh, no, you're better off just leaving that one alone, letting everyone imagine what that yeah, means. Yeah, just don't you worry about it. Let the yeah. let the imagination run wild. If only we had, like, if only we had a caller right now that could give me some sort of insight as to what stamosing myself is. <laughs> Somebody out there in Radio Land, please, please go to the Twitter page, tweet at at versus underscore save what you think stamosing is. Let's let's finally let's 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 let Twitter work for us. For once, let's do it. Yeah, yeah this is going to work. Tag Stamos in it too. Let's yeah. get his input. Let's get his I'm input. Feeling, I'm feeling pretty good thinks. about that. I think you'll see the message. I mean, I think he will too. There, there can't be that many fans of yogurt. <laughs> like, like there's a lot of people that enjoy eating yogurt, but like fans of you, like outside of his house, going, "We love your gurt." Yeah, <laughs> just, oh, the see it. God, that sounds so nasty when you say that. We love your gurt. Or like like what? a bunch of like weebs that are like I'm a gentleman of culture and sophistication, and the culture they mean is just the culture they use for making yogurt, I guess. I I I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But I try not to judge. Stamos is still dreamy. Those beautiful blue eyes, that upturned Greek nose, that dark, beautiful shag carpet of a hair. I just want to sit on it and play a board game. 
Shoots and ladders. What's <laughs> the matter with you? <laughs> my, my first guess would be a lot. <laughs> yep. What's the matter with you? Fuck you. Eat a dick. Eat a bag of dicks. Eat 12 dicks back to back. Then eat 12 Show dicks me. side to side. <laughs> I want you to eat those dicks as if they're corn cobs. Just got to put them on a little spinner, you know? Yeah. Those little... Ow. Don't spike the tip. That's rude. Uh, those little corn-shaped uh, spears that you put on either side of yeah, them. You that's, know? that's very rude. Wow. Are you, <laughs> Tiki, are you Don't... having a visceral response to just, that? Yeah, just not <laughs> having a good joke? time with it. It's... It's related to one. It's related to one of those terrible movies I watched last week. So oh, just, good, good. I look forward to hearing just, about. God, oh, there's so many. There's so much bad that you guys just brought up all at once. Have you been watching the cinema of uh, Japan? No, this was. No, god damn it, no. Not not all the time. You I know, mean, if I do, it's always like kaiju movies. You know, guys no, in rubber no, suits. Not all the time. No, just just sometimes. <laughs> Just sometimes. <clears throat> Pretty sure the guys in rubber suits was a different genre. <laughs> Just, I, love, I love the idea of you walking into a, uh, into a, like a blockbuster video, going up to the person at the front and going, "Excuse me, I I, I wonder, do you have anything? Um, I'm looking for a Japanese type of film where uh, salarymen uh, grope uh, young girls. Do you have anything like that?" <laughs> I just visualized yeah. the look you'd get. <laughs> well, first of all, you've, you've gone all the way back to Blockbuster Video, which I applaud you for, sir. Thank you, thank you. Uh, but uh, we I both still know have that stock uh, in them. <laughs> you just, you just, if, if, if that was really what you were into, like celery men having, like, you know, trying to have sex with schoolgirls, you're just like, oh, okay, let's well, like a rule thirty-four on Reddit. That's I, I said grope. I didn't say having sex. Oh, with right. All right. Let's let's not let's not get you know. Let's not get graphic on this episode. Save versus poison I, podcast. I apologize. I didn't. I the 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 idea of the leafy hands just uh, the leafy hands. That's what, yeah, you said celery, right? Salary, 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 salary man. It's a that's just like a guy with a job. You have wage slaves, man. Yeah, wage salary slaves man. in Japan, man. Salary man. That's a that's that's a thing. That's not. Although I Seriously? think, uh, yes, yeah, hundred. You didn't know that? Oh, I didn't know they just called themselves salary men. Danny, uh, I think that you were the resident weeb when we were all teenagers. Uh, am I? Am I off base here? How dare you? <laughs> I'm taking my wife food. I'm going home. <laughs> uh, excellently timed. Excellently timed. That one needs no explanation. Radio. So yeah, my my thought on that because I misunderstood you would have been very different. Yeah, salary men. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like these pieces of celery and suits <laughs> just coming around grabbing young girls on the train. Grabbing young girls yeah. on the train. Yeah, I think you yeah, just that's... created a new genre, dude. That was Rule Thirty Five right there. Yeah, I think that, that's, that's got to exist. And you know what? I think we're gonna have to find to, to do some experimenting. I've got a, I've got my lab coat out. Um, it's it's some sort of weird work. twisted Veggie Tales thing just happened there. <laughs> Except that the Veggie Tail is spelled T A I L. <laughs> there's your rule 34 everybody <clears throat> for those of you not uh, familiar with rule 34 it's an internet rule that states that if it exists there's a porn for it and it's on the internet 
I think you that's, can find it. Just Google it. Sometimes safe uh, search off. We need more than just context clues, unfortunately. So I wasn't trying to be uh, <clears throat> culturally insensitive. Uh, the the whole subway subway the whole subway frottage thing. You know, the subway grinding on people. That's a a, a part of Japanese erotica. That exists. I'm not judging it one way or the other. It's all in the realm of fantasy. Yeah. 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 Probably right, developed well, based on their overcrowded trains. Probably, you know, just yeah. like happens on accident. And he's like, oh shit, I'm into this. Like, yeah. I don't know. Does it really, is it really by accident, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's ever by accident. No, no, no it was There's an accident. Physics. The sort of uh, sound that I made was about something yeah. that happened earlier that day. It's like, just <laughs> like the, that one time you were on that half full light rail, you got kicked off for grinding on that girl. That wasn't. <laughs> The mm-hmm. car was just him button, and the girl. button shut. <laughs> <laughs> it's an awfully crowded train, don't you think? Mace. <laughs> yeah, like, like half the seats are empty. Oh, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. All I said to her was, uh, all I said to her was, I'm sorry, miss, this train seems to be really crowded. And she responded by, Mace. <laughs> <laughs> And that's 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 the verb version of that word. That's not a noun. That's not a person, place, or thing. That's what she did. Rightfully so. Defend yourself. <clears throat> Good times. Good game. Go team. Yeah, so, that was that was awesome. We turned uh, we turned vegetables into a rape kit, and uh, yeah, that was more me though. Good job, buddy. Yeah. Good job. So, my name's Will. I'm an alcoholic. And my name's Tiki, and I'm an alcoholic. My name's Danny, and I'm not an alcoholic. But I am the co-inventor of the portable glory hole. <laughs> Does it have the, the, the word U-Haul on it anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of that was I was I'm the co-inventor. I didn't want to take full credit for the glory the portable a, glory hole. I'm giving part. credit where credit's due. Like who who else was a part of that 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 who else was part of that one moment in time? <laughs> I just I I for some reason went with like this sci-fi bent on it where it'd be like a little black hole and you're like, hey, that's a glory hole. And like a penis would pop out of it and Danny'd be like, <laughs> got a remote control just walking around showing it off. It's like the Rick and like, Morty porn that that like, would fucking, be a part of. Yeah, he's like he's like Q talking to James Bond the whole time. He's like, and this Bond is a portable glory hole. <laughs> you control it with your wristwatch. <laughs> you have say, like you gotta have a co-creator because you know it takes two people to use a glory hole. So that's true. Well, it, it, to fully use a glory hole, but as a piece of social commentary at a Safeway. I think you could use that all by yourself. <laughs> Just some dick poking out of the the stall and some guy making all kinds of sex noises on the other side. I gotta ask, I gotta ask, do you bring a little toilet with you or something? Or like, like you set it up? Is it a port is it just a porta potty on wheels? Like, there's, so much, a, there's so much a, about this that needs to be explored. It started out as just a cardboard box, right? Just going around solid snaking people. <laughs> That's a double on tundra. <laughs> Holy fucking shit, the Solid Snake reference. Oh, that's glorious. That is so freaking good. 
<clears throat> oh, my wife doesn't get that joke, and I feel bad for her. She'll come home and be like, what does that mean? What's this is a video game. Thing? I get the dick part of it, but what's the other part of it? Like, I'll have to, yeah. I'll have to explain it, and you guys will have to sense when I'm explaining the joke so you can call and go, the whole part of this is that the joke is... <laughs> as long as he doesn't think it has something to do with the the, the toilet snake. <laughs> well, originally the portable <laughs> the portable uh, glory hole was just a bag over her head with a hole. <laughs> but we thought, you know what? When you know better, you do better. So we got ourselves a U-Haul box. <laughs> That's not even a toilet now. It's a U-Haul box. And now, as you can see, we've taken. <clears throat> this honda element the most boxy of all the cars and we've just drilled a hole right through the front passenger side door so many so many stages i just i, just, I feel like this is a rabbit hole it is actually that we could I, go down i had a, i had a honda element and kind of one of the nice things about it is you can lay the back seats down flat and then fold them up to the windows so that there's like some more privacy so if you're in the back, you can actually clear yourself a pretty large space, and then and I wouldn't have I wouldn't have drilled a hole in the passenger seat. I would have gone straight at the back. Twenty years from now, your children will go, "Oh, that's how it happened." <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were on alcoholism, and that just totally <laughs> fucking derailed us, and like really well too. That was that was. <laughs> Holy fucking shit, dude! That's the that's the best this version of only... that particular bit you've ever done. Well done, sir. <laughs> well done. Oh, if we had if we had a uh, <clears throat> if we had like a game ball or puck or something, you would get the uh, the, the the version of whatever that is for this episode. Because, goddamn son, that was good. That was good. I ha I have a thing. This is what I do on the podcast yeah. now. That was, damn, dude. <laughs> Do we still want to talk about drinking and all? I mean, everything's worth it now. Yeah, I think you guys should, should go back to check in. Yeah, right? if we don't, if we if we're not going to drink after that particular uh, joke, then uh, I don't think we'll ever drink again. <laughs> <laughs> we're cured. <laughs> That's not a ringing endorsement for a relapse. I don't know what is. Seriously. So, uh, I didn't have any. I had one alcohol-related uh, incident as far as temptation to drink. I didn't. But I had one that we'll talk about uh, as sort of follow-up to what we talked about last week. But no, no pressing issues. You know, I've been, I've been alone in the house a couple times now, and it has not ever materialized. Even though I have, I have means. I have deniability. I have the ability to like. One of the things that I have told my wife was that she could uh, video call at any time that she was gone and she could ask me to do a sobriety check with the breathalyzer and I'd be more than happy to do that. Um, you know, <clears throat> that's, that's just part of the part of making sure that, that, that she feels comfortable and okay. Uh, you know, we talked about how bringing up all this stuff and starting the podcast and everything increased the likelihood that I was going to have her breathalyze me. But that's more because the frequency with which I was talking about it had increased. And I don't know if she would 
feel the same way if I, if I was attending like AA or secular sobriety or, or any of those kind of meetings, if she would still feel the same way, because that's, I mean, that's what I'm using this podcast as, is, you know, a creative outlet, but also to, uh, to, to have my two accountability buddies, uh, in you two, uh, to, to check in with and to, to, to talk about, talk through these issues and make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the, the, the straight here. But no, she, you know, I, I've been alone in the house by myself and it has not, it, it hasn't been an issue. Uh, and she can't, and not because I'm worried about her calling and saying, Hey, take a breathalyzer. So that was basically my weekend. And then during the week, um, you know, my, my sort of anxiety levels when I have to work are a little elevated, but nowhere near where they used to be when I was doing stuff that I didn't want to do on a regular basis. Like, I mean, those days were, were just absolutely pure, like they were physical and mental torture. So I, you know, the, the sort of standard temptations to drink, they, they, they aren't there right now. So, uh, so that's going to be my check-in just, just sort of fast and dirty. Tiki. Um, no real temptations. Still just kind of going through the motions of the online dating thing, which is the results are more surprising than successful, but sometimes they're both. Is that just because you've now put in your profile, we'll build a shed? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> we'll build a shed if you won't build a privacy fence. If you won't, if you won't build a privacy fence and Jesus. will let me see you from afar with my binoculars. <laughs> I don't even need those. It's like 50 feet. Like, <laughs> Oh, oh, but just better. it sounds worse and worse every time I try to explain it. I know. Oh, so, so yeah, building sheds and uh, yeah, that's not really on the on the agenda. Funny thing is, I tracked her down and uh, I just told her all she had to do was just uh, tattoo the sarlacc pit over her vagina, and you'd never go near her again. No. <laughs> Tiki kryptonite. Tiki kryptonite. <laughs> that's where Boba Fett done dad that's that's commitment to uh <laughs> to ticky repellent though like actually not like pit right on your just on your noonies so you guys are totally clear on this one boba fett did not die no he didn't pit. he didn't he made it out of there that's been confirmed now in the mandalorian so yeah. you can suck it yeah maybe if i was a fan of darth vader and she got a tattoo of tatooine over her uh jj and vader apparently never could go there after you know, I don't know if there's going to be a good Star Wars reference on this one. No, so I think that if Boba was like a real, like, big dick pimp, he would have made shoes out of that son of a bitch. All right. He just, he wouldn't have just showed up and been like, where's my armor? Yeah. He would have been like, Sarlacc skin boots. Where's my armor? Also, have you seen my lovely new boots and this commemorative belt? <laughs> you know what I, you know what I should do is I should really take up like a uh, Captain Kirk kind of mentality where it's like, no matter what the chick is like, you're like, yeah, I got, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> Like there's like there's like simply no solving this. There's no kryptonite, no nothing. <laughs> there's no solving. There's no solving this, other than to say no, right? Has <laughs> he ever become like, a space right. STD in existence? Well, wasn't that what Tribbles were? Just space STDs? Probably. Anyways. I don't think you were supposed to have sex with the Tribbles. But you weren't supposed to, Danny. That doesn't mean you could. Sure, the, Inter- the, the Enterprise movement. is a big place. Yeah, some very true. There's a lot of people there. Yeah, yeah. 
That's true. Somebody probably tried. Somebody probably tried. Cardboard tube and triple. I'm lonely. Space is lonely. And you nobody can hear you moaning. You gotta like worry about the triples trying to get away from you, so you gotta sneak up on them with your cardboard solid snake box. Maybe that's why they started replicating so quickly. <laughs> I don't know. I never looked into it. <clears throat> so anyway, so no, that's that's the extent of it for me. I mean, I've, I've been I've been tempted to drink. I kind of have like this. It's a weird like fantasy in my head where I think, oh yeah, I could just go and be reckless, but you know, I have to like pull myself back from that. It's 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 a it's a weird thing. Like I, I keep on thinking that I could go back to something, or I could redo something, or I could, or I would be like a, a different, better person, and I I wouldn't be quite so awkward me around women if I would like just like go back to drinking and then I could like have all the, all the, uh, all the anxiety and all those fears like wash away. But in reality, it's like, no, I, I would really just be a much bigger asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you're spot on with it, dude. And you know, moment of, uh, uh, sort of early podcast sincerity here, but, uh, I, I think that you've got it. I would say a little bit rougher certainly than I do because, it's just you in the apartment, and that's it. You know, there's 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 nobody to like. If I if I have a drink and my wife finds out about it, I will be shipped off to my parents' place, and then there will be further consequences. If you decide to have a drink on a Saturday night by yourself, that's yeah. on you. That's completely on yeah. you. So so the fact that you're able to do that. <clears throat> to to keep yourself you know uh from drinking by yourself i find that to be incredibly laudable and 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 quite a bit more difficult than than anything that i'm presently yeah. going through so oh, thanks you man. know i appreciate I'd, it completely sincere uh my 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 hat is absolutely 100 percent off to you dude seriously yeah so, tell you what though building a shed really makes you want to drink <laughs> <laughs> I'd, just just a hefeweizen it's so refreshing in the so, summer sun like outside like helping out doing my part here you go yay don't not even asking anything didn't even like wasn't like i want a hug or anything like that i was just like well looks like you got a shed cool beans i'm gonna pack up my tools and i'm gonna head back home, back over to my place and she's like okay bye and cool i was like yep beans. bye and then like privacy fans like fucking really yeah she got Anyhow. the shed out of here that's all she needed yeah, she was done with you. She's done. She used you for your carpentry, for my shed building abilities. You couldn't have used me for my body too. Like what yeah. the hell, lady? What the hell? What the hell? Not cool. So uh, anyhow, well, that's that's been me. Not a big. It's nothing bad. Nothing. Nothing amazing. It's been you know that temptation is there, but yeah, I've uh, I've staved off a lot of it with um, some other hobbies, in particular, like really really bad movies lately. Um, Which we'll go like into I was in the second part about of the before. hour. Yeah, I'll get. I'll, I can get those in a little bit. I'll have a quick synopsis, but yeah, um, yeah, things are good. I think things are kind of looking on the up and up. Still had some stress from work, but who doesn't? Yeah, yeah. Well, good man. Good checking. Um, so for this week, I wanted to have a follow up uh, about last week's sort of drinky conversational topic, which was the non-alcoholic cocktail stuff, the the mocktails. So I got a, like I said on the podcast last week, I purchased a bottle of Lyre, L-Y-R-E. They're, I really think that's Lear. 
Lear, liar. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Too know. late I, now. Look, dude, I don't care what it's called. It there was the 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 <laughs> bottle looked like a whiskey bottle. The the liquid in it looked like whiskey. And the reason that I chose that over everything else is because it had a sort of like a like a copper relief picture of a bear wearing what can only be described as most of the cowboy's outfit from the village people. It was glorious. I was very excited. I was like, okay, so, you know, <clears throat> maybe I get a little bit of the enjoyment of crafting something that I enjoy drinking that's not going to get me in the type of trouble that alcohol would get me into. I am really glad that I did it because I think that if you're going to criticize something, you should try it at least the one time. So the bottle shows up and my wife had been able to get off of work a little bit early. So she was able to come home and this was after I had done the procedure on Friday the bottle's there. I open it up and I take it out. The packaging looks like a whiskey bottle packaging. Just you would not know if it did not say non-alcoholic on it. You wouldn't have any clue that it was non-alcoholic. Luckily, it does. I took a look. It had it like in three different distinct places that that it uh, was was completely non-alcoholic. I took it over to my wife and showed her the bottle. She immediately got a highly agitated visceral reaction to it she i'm you know not going to say that it that it sparked uh a, like a panic attack but you it was easy to tell that there was some anxiety there she was curious and wanted to see what it tasted like and i was curious what uh what it tasted like but i wanted her to try it first because i think that when you're doing this kind of thing that's like like adjacent to your like if I was a meth head and there was like diet meth and somebody was like trying to keep me off meth, I'd be like, so do you want to try this meth before I try this meth so that you can see if it's super methy and then I'll try it and see if it's super methy. That's diet not a meth. great allegory. <laughs> That's <laughs> when you don't want to lose too much weight. Yeah, it's it's the exact opposite of like <laughs> like like normal. It's yes, like, but I want to like, keep I want to keep some of my teeth. Yeah, yeah, you'll keep 75% of your teeth, sir. That's no, the diet meth way. The the twenty five percent you're losing them. Those are those are gone forever. <clears throat> this is the way. This is the way. So, the bottle comes. Uh, it's a screw top with the plastic shrink wrap over the screw top, so that it can't be tampered with. We took that off, poured two fingers worth into a glass, and then she took a drink of it. And she immediately looked at me and said, "I don't think this is a very good idea." And I was skeptical. And when I get skeptical about that kind of thing, I know that in relationship to alcohol, it's my addict talking. It's my addict doing the thinking for me. So she drinks uh, most of it and then says, okay, I'm going to let you try this. I think this is incredibly dangerous. I don't think that we should keep this around and I think that you shouldn't order anymore. Not hard for me to do. It's $35 a bottle and it doesn't get you fucked up. I wasn't even drinking $35 worth of booze when I stopped, you know, when I stopped drinking all the time. It was, you know, uh, $20 bottles of Tito's that I was mostly shotgunning. 
So a $35 bottle of not going to get me drunk, I I see no reason to keep that in my life. So I took a drink of it, and it tasted like unbelievably watered-down whiskey, down to a mild burn that could be characteristic of an alcoholic beverage now i know that it was uh, a cinnamon burn uh, you know the the sort of the when you taste like a hot tamale and it you know has that sort of fiery uh cinnamon flavor i know that that's what it was but in the context of the way that the the stuff tasted it definitely recreated a lot of the same emotional responses that I didn't think that it would. So, you know, I guess as far as creating a beverage that's an homage to 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 American whiskey, great job. I'm going to stay as far the fuck away from it as I possibly can, though, uh, because I think that that's the sort of thing that brings to mind and tempts me with all of the pleasant parts of drinking alcohol that I need to continue to allow to just be a part of my past, I guess, and 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 focus on the negative aspects of who I was and how I acted while I was drinking. When I shared all of this information with uh, Danny and Tiki, Danny's first response was, I think that you should default to whatever your wife thinks about this. And then later said like if you think this is going to be part of the slippery slope that brings you back to drinking then you should absolutely dump this now this was after i dumped out the entire bottle and then threw the bottle away so uh you know temptation managed i'm trying to figure out who the demographic for that is like non-alcoholic whiskey because whiskey to me tastes like fucking battery acid shitty I, i hate it and so to take out the only reason to drink it like, I mean, because they, I feel like it's irresponsible to target alcoholics with it. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Because that's just like the gateway to relapse, right? Like, probably, honestly, probably like the, the, the actual demographic is more than likely two groups. One, uh, fraternities, and then two, uh, the Irish. That's a ridiculous statement, though. Like, frater- I mean, if you're making a joke, then, you know... I, I do see one good use for it. <laughs> you told uh, me, buddy. You told me. You do see yeah. one good use for it? I do, I do see one good use for it, yeah. and that's pranking somebody else with alcohol poisoning. Right? So you, you like, it's like, let's do shots, and they're pouring real whiskey, and you're drinking that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's, there's, the, uh, there's the frat boy douchebags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I mean, it's... Real frat boys aren't going to buy that. It's $35 a bottle, and it doesn't get you fucked up. Like, I, I don't understand the demographic for this at all. I could understand if there was something that you were trying to market towards alcoholics that was a base that you could craft a, uh, a drink around that didn't taste like it was analogous to alcohol, but... I don't understand why you would recreate something that tastes like watered-down alcohol and then market it to alcoholics. And I don't know who else you would market it to because just go get a bottle of Jack and water it down a little bit 
and you've got basically the same thing, except at the end of the night, you know, hopefully you won't plow into a family of six or Maybe anything, but, but, you know, you, you will have that, that feeling of gentle libation that you want. So I, I, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, and I got to say, I was really kind of disappointed because there was a part of me that was willing to possibly in the future, if I like developed a taste for this, to woo them as a possible sponsor and a potential income stream, but absolutely not. I mean, yeah. Now, you know how you get like that, uh, that carbonated grape juice, like Thanksgiving to give your kids for like, you know, yeah. Yes. Drinks. Like sparkling cider or sparkling maybe, grape juice. Yeah. Maybe this is just like a really like uh, the way that real, uh, like, I don't know, really dark thought about like, maybe this is the way that other people do it with their kids. Because they're raging alcoholics. <laughs> like, listen, whiskey boy. Listen, listen. You're gonna, you, you can't legally drink, but since we're doing a rodeo, you're going to have a shot of something, and this is as close as we get. That's Yeah, like like the responsible like trailer park parent. Like, you know. oh, we do not think that everybody that engages in rodeo is a trailer park human. <laughs> yeah, there's some of them live in houses. Hey, I was a trailer park kid. I, I feel like my parents are pretty responsible. Just broke. Just broke. We never had any non-alcoholic whiskey, or maybe I'd be a lot worse off. Thirty-five dollars a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> like... Do you know how many boxes of Kraft mac and cheese that is? Thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good joke. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I keep on like throwing out demographics. I don't think I'm going to find anything. No, I don't think you're either. So I, I, I don't know, dude. It, it... It boggles, it boggles the mind, and it's something I'm going to stick the the hell away from. And I don't even think that I'm going to. I think I'll I'll just stick to things that I know are non-alcoholic and are not marketed as being non-alcoholic. So, um, yeah, yeah. But that's uh that's all I really had for for this week's topic of conversation. So yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be right back after this word from our one and only sponsor. We can't quit them because they're the platform, Anchor.fm. It could be really jarring to hear Will's voice right after he said he was about to hit you with it. Commercial. It could be all three of us recording it at the same time and the same Ooh. tempo. Different different octaves, though. Yeah. <laughs> Get that weird, like... I'll be up harm. here! James will be down here! <laughs> and Danny will only be heard by dogs. <laughs> <laughs> apparently i'm a lot more manly than i sound shut up squeaky <laughs> that was uh by the way i actually got that feedback about you too danny it's like who's the other guy that's with you he sounds really young and i'm like no nah, it's just danny he just doesn't have a deep voice i just act really young so <laughs> like, kinda you kind of you go and hire a teenager for your podcast james oh you mean yeah, he, you, he has you a weird are... obsession with buttholes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> start just i'm gonna deepen my voice a little bit like trying, I'm a man, damn it. Sound like a. I offered to send her a picture of you too, just, just to say, like, no, he's like a beast. He grows a beard and everything. We only have that one picture of him, and that speedo was tight. Mm. Uh, the, I have a picture I can send you. It's it's the back of my ball sack. I was trying to get a picture of my butthole, and I missed because I'd been drinking. Because <laughs> you uh, wanted you a picture missed. of your because because butthole. Well, uh, I actually didn't take the picture. Uh, <laughs> a friend of Kayla's took the picture, and it was her birthday, uh-huh. and I was going to set it as her background. 
just just me doing goatsy, you know. <laughs> and uh, it didn't come out great, and it was just so, so back of the balls. Still said it. So she didn't find it until the next morning. Hangover and back of Danny's balls. That was my my birthday gift. That is such her. a beautiful gift. That Wait, is... was was that for Kayla? Yeah, that was Kayla's Aww, birthday. Balls That's awesome. Kayla's... Is Goatsy? I gotta ask. Is Goatsy like the scrotum version of Banksy? <laughs> you don't know. Uh, no. You really do don't spend much time on the internet, do you? I no, don't. I, no, I know. What I want you to go ahead is. and Google images that safe search safe search off. Well, I know. Yeah. The, I know what the goat is, but I, like Goatsy, that just sounds like nope. like it shows Goatsy up in random places around New York the... City. No, no, spell it out for him, Danny. Yeah, it's G O A T S E. Okay, I'll take a look. Google it. Yeah, I'll Google yeah, go it. Ahead Everybody, Google, Google it with me. I'll wait yeah. till you come back. I want everybody. I want this in everybody's. I want search all history. thirty-two of our yeah. listeners to, to to go out there and and, and yep. do everybody right check now. this out if you don't know what we're talking about. Seriously. So, uh, this week in gaming. This week in gaming. Ladies and gentlemen, this week in gaming. Um, There's that radio voice. There it is, right there for all of you out in Radio Land. We've got the top 25 hits yeah. of all the games that Danny has not played. This is Casey There's Cox-lap. only 23. <laughs> Casey Coxwipe. Coxlap. Coxlap. <laughs> Coxlap. So I slap. Wait, do I slap them or do I get them? Casey, you know, you about it's, a, it's another one of those things you should just leave to the imagination. Casey, Casey Kasem? Is that what you're going I for there? Require. It was. Yeah, that was. It was like a derivative. That man was shaggy. Oh, see, can I do a Casey Kasem? I don't know if I can do a Casey Did he just not get a haircut every often or something? No, 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 no. He actually voiced over no, shaggy he, in the original he, Scooby-Doo yeah, cartoon. Voice shaggy I was prodding. I'm just, just poking. Just poking, poking with a stick. Just poking the old guy? <laughs> Who's shaggy? Just the guy that... <laughs> Who's shaggy, was ARP guy? <laughs> says, says the guy, guy who's just bragging about his goatee pick that he put on somebody else's computer. You walk out and see a girl across the way. Oh, we're going to have a shed raisin. <laughs> I guess Goatsy is a little older <laughs> from the 90s. Oh. Your Amish beard. Can you grow an Amish beard, Tiki? Uh, if I had to, yeah. Good. I want you to start now. <laughs> Gun to Why your would head, I do Amish that? Beard. I don't know. You're bored? <laughs> Actually, that part's what do you, true. What do you, what do you, I grow body hair when I'm bored. <laughs> I grow body hair when I'm not bored. Like just what, <laughs> That's true. I, I can't help it, and it sucks. I'm all that is man. That sounds like a fucking chipmunk, I guess. And that <laughs> He's part all is that is man from the throat down. Yeah, it's like a, like a, like a, like a prepubescent Sasquatch. That's why I got to wear like a necklace so I know when to stop shaving. You know, still has a Deadpool's genitalia from the second half of the second film, though. Yeah, they're still growing in. They're still growing. In. <laughs> yeah, I got an ingrown penis. <laughs> it's like a toenail where it goes out a little bit, but then comes back in. Six more weeks of winter. <laughs> Fucking groundhogging. Fucking groundhogging. So uh, uh, this week in oh oh my god I could I probably could do it. You know what I probably could do the Casey Kasem. Huh. Get your Kasem on. Get your Kasem on. This week on nope I lost it. Fuck it. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So uh, this week in gaming I purchased a game called Star Sector. Scar, yeah, Star Sector is a really small game from, or I don't know, small game, small indie team that is putting it together, and it is a fleet management, control, and combat game. Fleet management, control, and exploration, and combat game. So it is checking off a whole bunch of different boxes, like. 
you know the the old uh, like Might and Magic games where you had to control a bunch of uh, characters all at once, and uh, right. the, the graphics were like really rudimentary. So it's not like it's not like Divinity or Divinity Two where you get like really high, you know, reasonably really high graphical fidelity and really in depth systems, but it's all from like a top down kind of a kind of a perspective. Yeah, I have the fifth and sixth one, the Might and Magic games. Yeah, so so <clears throat> so it's like you're is doing it in space. Yeah, so you're it's it's in space. Uh, you're 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 the I don't know Admiral Commodore high potent cock of a of a of a fleet of ships and you have to manage supply fuel weaponry types of ships and it is an exhaustive list of ships so this is a this is a deep and wide game that's all being done in a top-down visual representation that i got yesterday and i have been enjoying the crap out of it. i still i'm still obsessed with playing neo 2 right now but as a diversion from that and a totally different style of gameplay i am really 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 enjoying this it reminds me i don't know if you guys remember there's a gw uh, games workshop intellectual property called rogue trader in rogue trader you're basically like a landed no, you're, you're a landed noble, but instead of having land, you have a ship or a fleet of ships to your name. And it's a role-playing game. It's not a, it's, there's no electronic version of this. But if this had that 40K aesthetic just pasted on it, I would think that this would be a perfect uh, recreation of that type of, of game. Because you're, you're, you're basically just tasked with doing a bunch of different quests for different galactic factions and you go around the galaxy and you uh engage in combat and you do salvage and you can I, i'm not sure I, you can do mining you can do like there's a whole bunch of different stuff uh in and uh around this game that that you can do and it seems to be a really really deep and wide game and i'm really really looking ever, forward to really getting my teeth uh well did you ever did you ever play uh homeworld or homeworld yeah 2? yeah i played homeworld uh, i loved homeworld okay. i loved homeworld for its rts aspects mm -hmm. though like all the 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 sort of gameplay around like moving around or anything um the the moving in three dimensions i thought that that was incredibly novel and incredibly well done uh but this is less it is less uh looking at the ships in physical space is less complex but the individual systems are different like you have you have you have shields well your shields can take a specific amount of punishment before you need to vent off all of the excess energy that those shields are uh, are absorbing these create windows for the NPCs to whack the shit out of you if you're not careful with your management. You have firing arcs for each one of your weapons. You have the hard points for each one of those weapons. You have different classifications of weapon for those hard points. You know, you've got uh, torpedo-style gameplay. You've got uh, point defense lasers. You've got phaser. It's like, it's like the best aspects of Star Trek's combat, but with a much faster, less techno babbly sort of you know exploration uh 
style of 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 thematic. So uh, I'm really enjoying that. <clears throat> but it's a completely single player game. The reason that I brought it up is it parlays directly into what we're going to talk about in gaming tonight, which is are multiplayer modes a make or break for your gaming longevity? I.e., do you need there to be some kind of a multiplayer version of a game to be able to come back to it at later dates to continue enjoying that? Because I feel that without bloating the end game, you can get miles and miles and miles out of a multiplayer game that you might not be able to get out of a similarly uh, similarly created single-player campaign. I think it really depends. This is a big, this, this is a big topic for me because I'm very much into cooperative gaming, um, but games are also my books, and so I I tend to game primarily for immersion, and with a lot of multiplayer games, immersion is a lot tougher because you're chatting and talking with the other person and unless both of you are like concentrating and just getting uh, completely focused on the game or both it's it it gets even harder with with more than two sure uh players um then yeah i mean uh, immersion kind of gets disrupted um however if, if your goal is to experience the gameplay together and be social and hang out and enjoy the game together then multiplayer can be a lot of fun, especially if the game's mechanics are focused on it. There's a lot of bolt-on multiplayer out there where they're like, oh yeah, we'll just like throw that in and people can kind of play. And the game's not necessarily meant for multiplayer. Sure. Um, there are games like Gears of War and um, Divinity Original Sin that are designed to be played multiplayer. So the levels, the level design takes into account that you need more than one person so i feel um, like for, for like shooter games i feel like that i mean that's just sort of a natural thing i i don't know of any shooter games that are as systematically deep as something as divinity is i don't know any shooter game that's like that whatsoever what do you mean by deep uh so the there are there's how many buttons do you click in a shooter it just depends on the shooter. You know, how, well, nowadays it's well, no, it's like, all of them. like even even now, the the amount of choices that you have in a shooter are shoot, shoot a gun, shoot one of three to six abilities, and that's kind of about it. Shoot, shoot the gun, shoot the grenade, a melee attack, and then. Maybe you so, have a jump. Maybe you have a. So when you say deep, thing. are you referring to um, different different systems that all work interconnectedly and synergistically to create an immersive uh, gameplay style? So I would say that the deepest shooter that I've ever played are the Titanfall series of games, because you've got uh, multiple different types of movement. You've got multiple different types of first person shooting from the multiple weapon types to the fact that you can jump in and out of a mech to the fact that there's like six different six or seven different mechs and each one of them has a couple of different so i would say that 
if you're playing something like Call of Duty, you've got, what, four character kind of classes, and they play a little bit different, but, like, one can repair tanks, one can, you know, one medics, one... The, 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 the amount of variety between those four is uh, quite a bit different than the amount of variety that you get in something like Divinity or Divinity 2, where you've got a, a character who wears heavy armor and, you know, has a bunch of skills in doing, uh, you know, sword and board and then has some spells as well and then might have some skills for talking to NPCs and there's layered uh mechanics like um you know being a being a thief being you know sneaking around opening locks you know well it is, i mean it's a different genre right it's a role-playing game versus an action game sure absolutely or, yeah or action fps if you want to sure if you want to get really because yeah, like but... you could throw skyrim <clears throat> in that same bucket like skyrim's a very um mechanics deep mm-hmm. fps yeah yeah absolutely well yeah yeah yeah, it is. Um, and I've played now Skyrim both single player and multiplayer because they modded it to make it multiplayer. Um, called Skyrim Together, if anybody's curious. There's a, a whole Reddit page to, to, dedicated to it. It teaches you how to set it, everything up, and you can play with people. It's real buggy, but it's cool. Um, and it's, it is... Had I not played it by myself first, I don't know if I really would have gotten immersed in it sure. right because i mean it's not designed it was a bolt-on right like it was a, it was yeah, a mod yeah. um, it wasn't designed for that but it was fun it was cool um to to take the mechanics that i knew very well from playing it uh, solo and uh adding new tactics and mm-hmm. um makes it feel a little easier right because you can gang up on people now sure um uh. d- yeah, I would. Ahead. I was gonna. I was gonna agree with you about the uh, one of the things that I haven't, I haven't liked about multiplayer. Um, I like. I love like. Um, so like Mass Effect Three as a single player game uh, was awesome. As a multiplayer game um, was. I mean, you just had a, had a depth and a uh, and just such a variety of characters you could play. And uh, I mean, I wish they had actually had more maps for it. It was such a. It's such a well thought out multiplayer system. Well, maps and game um, modes. I mean, it had what like three game modes for its multiplayer, but they were all sort of just wave combats. Yeah. Well, I mean, all of them were. But the the point is, is that you actually had like you know what like uh, sixty or so different types of characters you could play. All with oh, yeah, different yeah. special abilities. Yeah, um, absolutely. And and I think that if they had incorporated that into the ability to play a campaign through the, the, the story campaign with that, that would have been a game that I would still potentially be playing. Right. But but then you get into like what I'm getting at is though the, the single player had a great storyline and it was a lot of fun by yourself. The multiplayer was fun, but with other people. That's why I said I like Titanfall. I like Mass Effect Three. Yeah. Um, I like some of the other multiplayer games that that and I'm you know game with Danny on them. I'm looking right now at uh, one of the games that I thought had one of the best storylines and a very good multiplayer, uh, which was Halo Reach, and I thought that, that actually had one of the best stories. However, the thing about that is, to Danny's point um, about immersion. At the end of the story arc, you know, where your character's like the last one left alive on the planet, basically, and you're having to fight everybody off, and you're you you just know you have no way of winning. Um, you know, that particular piece of it 
I think that, that that part of the story is best done alone because it really sends that sends home that part of the story versus multiplayer, which doesn't also I don't know, multiplayer for me in, in long games with good with even with good storylines is just really, really tough to get immersed into because there's always somebody else. Well, yeah, but so I, I get the the two points that I would have. So one, almost all the shooters are multiplayer. Uh, almost all of them oh, are yeah, multiplayer. Yeah, so so that creates the longevity that I'm talking about. Where if I have a single player story, I'm not going back to play that single player story over and over and over again. But if you give me a single player story that has enough variation to it, like you know the the whole Bioware game system where they would have like the light path the dark path make mm-hmm. even just superficial story changes but i could reimagine the story through the lens of a new character with you know potentially new abilities and do that with uh with other people so that like, game would have more longevity to me i would continue to play that but like fallout vegas I, i've never played fallout vegas after the first oh. time that i went through oh my goodness I, I just never I think after I've played I went it like, through it. I've played like three or four times. <laughs> I know. I, I uh, Fallout Four or Fallout Four was it Fallout Four or Three? Yep. Fallout Four. So Fallout wait, Three or Fallout Four? Three was the Three was the first one that was in that was a that was a three D game though, right? So it was Fallout Three, New Vegas, and then they did Fallout Four. Is that correct? Correct. I think yes, that's correct. correct. Okay, so Fallout Three. I played Fallout Three all the way through. I played Fallout Ve- New Vegas all the way through. Uh, I did not play Fallout 4 all the way through, and I think that I would have if it had had a meaningful multiplayer system to it. The other part of this that I wanted to talk about was we could, there's no, we're, we're all seasoned role players, all three of us. There's no reason that we couldn't role play our characters as we were playing the game. I have never played a video game and role-played as the character that I'm playing as, <laughs> ever. Because I feel like an absolute, and everybody out there should laugh at this, fucking dork when I try. Just thinking you know, about it makes me cringe. Well, you normally you know, they, don't they, have to, right? Your character's playing, so doing the role Fallout. You. They made Fallout 76, which is the multiplayer version of Fallout, and it did very poorly. People didn't want to have that. So that's a game that like nobody wanted, and I mean... I played it. I liked it. I liked it when I didn't have to group up with anybody else. I liked it when I played by myself. I really didn't like the multiplayer aspect of the game, um, even though it. You, know, you think about it, it should have worked. Well, I, I mean, they they overpromised and underdelivered, right? Right. Yeah. And I hear that the multiplayer wasn't very, implemented very well. Some of the mechanics were pretty crappy. I never played it, so I can't uh, speak to it. Yeah, I never never touched it. Um, I think pacing is very important, right? People, agree. people play games at different paces. Uh, mm. like I would say that I play, I'm incredibly slow paced as a, as a gamer. Cause I want to experience everything. Um, I want to explore all the, all the edges of the map and I want to like take in the sights if the graphics are nice. Um, I'm, I'm, and then, you know, if you, so if you play with people who, Either I've already played the game before or whatever, and they, they just want the loot, and they're just going to blast all over, and they you know they don't pay, really pay attention to the level uh, because they've either already done what I'm doing, or they just that's not the type of gamer they are. They like the mechanic and not the actual immersion. So 
um, that is a that that is a big challenge for multiplayer. I think it's just you know, it's gotta find like like players. But a, a really well implemented multiplayer is a make, absolutely for me. Yeah, yeah. Like some games have just been born on their multiplayer. It's like oh this this is perfect. Um, and some games are probably just better off without it. Like they're trying to add multiplayer modes to The Witcher and Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, I read. Don't know if that's like going to come current, to fruition. Current iterations of it, or or in the future? I'm not sure. It was just an article that I read where they were talking about yes, multiplayer is coming is what is what somebody at CD Projekt Red said. So I mean, I'd be fine with them doing a a Witcher game that didn't have Geralt as the primary character, and you, you, blast you got to play with characters that that um, that were either created by you or you know. I don't want Geralt of Rivia's story to be told from a multiplayer perspective. Right. That doesn't mean that inhabiting that universe as a multiplayer game wouldn't be a ton of fun, though. Yeah, I think for multiplayer games, I like character customization. Like, let me make my own. Yeah. For yeah, single-player games, playing the, the story-based character like Geralt is is, is preferred. Mm-hmm. I played, um when I played Splinter Cell Conviction... They had a uh, you had the, you had a main storyline with like the older Sam Shepard, you know, tearing his way through all the bad guys, and you had Michael Ironside's voice, and he was all angry the whole time, and it was brilliant. And then they they actually they built a multiplayer into it, but the multiplayer was just basically a whole kind of like other two player co op game. It was still Splinter Cell, but you were playing, you know, you and one other person were going through these levels, taking out bad guys, just like if you were Sam Shepard. It was, I don't know, I thought it was, I thought that was a good compromise in a way to do it, um, looking back. And you could do something like that with Geralt, too, where you could still have the single-player game as Geralt going through this one story arc, but then have a, like, a separate story arc or a separate type game for another character or characters. Possibly. I don't know. Uh, I, I wouldn't put it past CD Projekt Red to do a really good job on incorporating Geralt into a new game that allowed for a multiplayer experience, but I, I, I don't know. I, I like the lone wolf aesthetic that, that he's had through the yeah. three previous iterations of his story, so I'm not super interested in them doing it, doing that with him, and I think that they're inventive enough uh, game designers that they can figure out a way to do that in, yeah, a, in a natural it's gonna be like a... way. It was like a Fable Three, and they had a multiplayer built into it that you played like a default character in somebody else's game, and you know you were like a quote unquote helper more yeah. or less. See, that that's my that's a good example of that bolt on multiplayer. That yeah, the time yeah. Where it's like, oh yeah, like you'll just be this side character that you can't level up or you can't really customize or do anything to like yeah. a single player. There's story. there's no save file for you, sir. <laughs> I just see I just see that as Geralt. What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to do this, this, and this. You, over there, busty wench with magic powers. What are you going to do? Oh, I guess I'll go do these quests that are on my quest list. <laughs> um, I think games like uh, Minecraft, Seven Days to Die, Conan Exiles, what have you, those builders, multiplayer is a make. Like it, like, oh, I would totally If it, those were single that. player, I think, unless the mechanics were incredibly robust, um... And ha- and it had like a, f- a story to go along with it. Yeah, the, a phenomenal story to go along with. It would it. be it would be incredibly tedious unless you're our mutual buddy. I w- um, yeah. <laughs> to go through and play that game by yourself Is and, that and build everything alone. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I mean, so it, it depends on genre. I think for to to answer that question, like that, I mean, there's no multiplayer better than single player answer here. Sure, sure. No, it, it's a big con. It's a. I think it's kind of a bigger conversation than we had time for tonight. Unfortunately, yeah. I think I think to Danny's point, though, I'd agree that it's a it's implementation is a is a huge huge piece of that. Sure, but you know, a great concept with piss poor implementation. I don't care what the concept was. It doesn't matter what the concept was. I mean, there the flaws in in what you're presenting as a game in terms of either mechanics or deficiency in story or whatever it is. You know. The concept goes right out the window because the product was terrible. So uh, that's so, like yeah. uh, the well, they they, they made uh, the Assassin's Creed game that was multiplayer, but before that multiplayer co-op. Before that, they had actually had a bolt-on for a couple of different versions of it that was a multiplayer uh, competitive, mm-hmm. and like that clearly was the product of somebody's after, afterthought because yeah. the way that it, it it failed to create parties properly, people got dropped all the time. You would wait forever for a group to actually begin. The game would then short halfway, you know, just like basically crash halfway through. Like it, that kind of stuff is, you know, poorly implemented and, and afterthought is not is not the way to go. Um, and then, of course, when they tried to implement that as a co-op, it, it really didn't go well either. Sure, sure. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. So, you know, implementation is important. Genre is important. Mm-hmm. Point of I think any of game with roles needs to have multiplayer. I would agree with that. Mm, yeah. yeah. Any any game, it's like, all right, you're the engineer, you're the scientist, blah blah blah, whatever. Like that that makes it really fun to have a job. Yeah. And, in a know, multiplayer setting. Well, like like we played Deep Rock uh, Galactic. Is that mm-hmm. it? Deep Fantastic Rock game. Fantastic game. That is not a deep game. It isn't, and it, it doesn't really have super, a story super at simple. all. Simple. There's no story. You're just dwarves getting drunk and going underground. That's it. And you and you have a role. You have a job, and you have things that you can upgrade and level up on, and it makes for a really brilliant game design. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I think that if everybody was silent while we were playing that, I, I I don't think that would be nearly as much fun. So the game itself acts almost more as a platform for enjoying each other's company. For social, than, yeah, social than, gaming. Than, Absolutely. Than it is a particularly, like, I tried playing it by myself. It, you know, it was okay. Uh, there was, there's better shooters. I'd rather go play Borderlands or something, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... So yeah, yeah. Uh, good topic. Good topic. Good topic. Robust conversation. Busty conversation. Right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't know. I, all right. Oh God, we forgot about tickets. Okay. Movies. <laughs> this one's called Killer Sofa. Ah, wait a minute. Isn't that just where I'm gonna die? Just on. It's the sofa, the sofa that it's the sofa that eats people. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna watch that one or not. You had I know right now that my trilogy of the carousel, which is the carousel unicorn, the pinata, and uh, the llama, that trilogy right now is just haunting. Like I said in the in the in the in the, in the, in the I am though, the, I mean in the llama one, the llama and I was cheering for the llama by the end of it. There was there were so many people just drinking and getting drunk, and Bush llama, Beer was definitely yeah. the sponsor on that one. And the llama was running around shooting lasers out of its eyes and killing everybody. And I was like, thank God. I hated all the characters. <laughs> Dude, there was only like one character that I didn't totally hate. And that was this one guy in the movie who's like, he kept on getting nerdier and nerdier t-shirts as the you, movie went on. You know like that they that, didn't. 
that character was not written in the script. Like that character was just a guy that walked onto set, and they were like, "You know what? Fuck it, we'll just keep it." No, he he kept on like getting a different T-shirt like every scene, and they never showed how he got a different T-shirt. He was just always in a different T-shirt, and they were all nerdier than the one before. Like at one point in time, he's wearing the Ninja Turtles T-shirt, and he's trying to fight the llama. Um, if you don't do this on your next date, I'm gonna be really pissed at you. <laughs> do what? Did like talk about this movie? Thirty different t-shirts and you'd have a wardrobe change just, like, yeah, just, excuse me i have to go to the bathroom sorry i have to go get something for my car hey, sorry. Wearing a green shirt? i have like, to go vote what's going on <laughs> yeah there was that one the 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 pinata one you guys made me think about that earlier when there was the the god that was so wrong the pinata killer pinata uh, first of all it's an actual pinata that's just possessed which is weird it but there's a scene where they see if there's candy inside of you yeah, well, at one point in time, the pinata like throws up gum into one into this guy's mouth, and he doesn't he, like he apparently can't spit it out, and it winds up killing him. Um, <laughs> Fucking bazooka Joe. <laughs> this this other dude who spends like the entire movie trying to get his girlfriend to have sex with him, just to like find out the whole reason she broke up broke up with him is because she's a lesbian, and uh, then he winds up getting into a fight with the pinata, and the pinata's like right at his waist, and he's trying to punch it off, and the pinata's like wrap it around and finally actually winds up sucking him off or, or starting to and the guy's like hey i'm gonna blow you up first From time ever pinata. and like it never occurs to him that there's a killer pinata that's the thing that's given him the blow job so anyway he gets his dick bit Men off are simple it just <laughs> that yep. one just yes, it just gets weirder and weirder as it goes um there's a great montage i will say this there's a great montage scene where they're like trapped in the garage and it's like okay we don't have any weapons to fight this pinata with let's make some weapons and like the guy like like the guy like spray paints like the handle of a a broom like black and then he's holding it up and it's a baseball bat like that like <laughs> like the like ridiculous girl like finds some string and a broom and she's like like a montage she's like working on this and working on this and then it cuts away and then it cuts back to her and she's holding a compound bow and it's like <laughs> So there was some pretty goofy so shit. In that they movie. they tongue and cheek the shit out of it. Then that's good. They the, that part of it in particular they did. Yeah. The although the the blowjob thing is probably gonna haunt me for a while. You know, somewhere there's a there's there's a frat boy who's just drunk enough to think, you know what? I gotta see if my girlfriend will dress up as a pinata and I can get a uh, pinata blowjob next year. There's the the there's the lady who's like Spanish and she has a hook for her hand, which I don't know why because it it doesn't add anything to the movie whatsoever. She just has a hook for a hand. She's running around like a meat hook, and she's running around the whole time yelling in Spanish at everybody and some English, broken English. But at one point in time, she drops all the exposition on the main characters, like all about like the pinata and how like, there was a guy who worked at a factory and he died. He was pulled into the pinata making machine, and his blood got into the pinata, and then it made this pinata. And she's going on and on and on and on and on. And they have like, this whole cartoon montage that they use to describe this. And then, like, She's like basically like finishing it up, and the guy in the cartoon. Well, yeah. Well, one of the one of the, the there's just the guy and the girl there, and the, the guy uh, he goes, uh, "I didn't I didn't catch any of that. I don't speak Spanish." And then he turns to the girl and she goes, "I took Spanish in high school, but like one semester, so it's I don't I didn't get much of it either. I don't know what she just said." And she's like, the "Lady's like yelling at them in Spanish because, you know, all this explanation she just gave about how they can defeat the pink, the evil pinata like was wasted." And then she dies. Because of course she does. It was so, there were so many weird things. I mean, 
I honest <sighs> to God, like you said, the blood gets into the pinata, and I thought you were going to start making like like soggy pinata jokes, and then we we're going to circle back around to getting a blowjob from a pinata, and that's how you get a soggy pinata. That's just yeah. yeah that's no, I didn't. Urban Dictionary, uh, that see if it's real. Somebody. See if that exists. They see didn't. If, uh... See if somebody like put like soggy pinata on Urban Dictionary because that's when you get like four or five of your best friends and a and a another pinata another and sex which joke one of some sort jerk onto it first like <laughs> well, well so so we'll have the chicago kool-aid and now the soggy pinata the soggy is there pinata? some other kind of sex move that we need to be so uh, the fact that this yeah. is the second show that we've done a like total like glory hole segment on yeah but i feel i feel like if we space them out every six we can we can keep the, the <laughs> glory hole content nobody for this, know. this picture of danny like back at a u-haul truck up to his beep <laughs> Look, we got a new. We recently got a new shipment of portable, portable glory holes. Now with duct tape around the hole. (laughs) Have that man that moment where the manager's like, "When we get all these, we get all these water bodies. They're blocking the bike racks." I don't know. I got sir, dropped off earlier today. It seems legit to me. Sir, we don't okay. have enough people to go inside of the glory of the portable glory holes. <laughs> portable glory hole. It's only Suzanne and James. So no, so no I can talk oh. about another bad movie next week. That's not a problem. I've got I've got plenty on my I think it might be. <laughs> oh, I think you might be the reason that uh, we get midlife crises. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you do right. this to yourself? And more importantly, why do you do this to us? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do I, I, have to I haven't know really about the soggy pinata? I haven't even gone in. That's you. That one's all on you. Your your story you takes my brain to dark places. Mm, it's already there. It is already. Well, it... I think yeah, the story already. just opens a window. Just, just a little, just a There's... crack in the window. Airs it out a little bit. <laughs> There's just so much about. I like to air dry my shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah killer pinata is a weird one. Oh, then there was the one about the frogs that I was talking about. Which we'll save for next week. Yeah, it's a podcast for me. <laughs> it's a goddamn podcast. We're at a, we're at we're at a we're at a hundred and uh, or an hour and hundred and ten minutes now. All right. We're at. So. All right, guys. So, like every episode of the Save vs. Poison podcast, we're gonna end things out with our mutual support groups. Alcoholics Anonymous, AA.org, 212-870-3400. Moderation Management, moderation.org, 212-871-0974. Secular Organization for Sobriety, 323-666-4295. SmartRecovery.org, 440-951-5357. And Women for Sobriety.org, 215-536-8026. From all of us at the Save vs. Poison podcast. I'm Will. No, I'm Tiggy. And I'm Danny. And we are wishing you warm, creamy regards. <laughs> Sung by Stamos. Sung by, oh man, if only I had his voice. Oof. 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 Could, that could be a sex worker any day with that voice. <laughs> Good night, everybody.